Hello and welcome to the Ronnie Lever Show, where every week we bring you fascinating guests with inspiring stories of success and overcoming obstacles from the world of sports, business, and entertainment. To support this channel, please subscribe, turn on the notification bell, and hit the like button so that we can deliver you the best content possible. And now, thank you very much and enjoy the show. Here it is. She's a doctor in philosophy, communication, socialization, and culture. She's a former international entrepreneur, a best-selling author, and numerous times awarded LinkedIn Unicorn, and last but not least, Forbes has chosen her as one of the 10 business persons to watch in the Middle East in 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Natalia Vihovsky. Let's imagine. Oh, thank you so much. It's like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> welcome, thank you so, welcome, so, so welcome. Thanks, thanks. Thank you for being here. And, and the first question I got to ask, because when I, while I was preparing and I was even reading this uh, to my wife, and then I, I, the first question she asked me, "What's a LinkedIn unicorn?" <laughs> a LinkedIn unicorn, in my understanding, is somebody who really knows how this platform works has experimented with it and figured out unique ways how to present herself and spread her message amongst others. Not from a place of, look at me, I'm so important, oh, I wanna make more money. Yes, of course, LinkedIn is a social media network and we do that also because we wanna expand the, let's say, awareness of our brand and meet new clients. And for me, it was very important to to take people on a journey, to tell them stories, to give them hope, to inspire them. And I feel that this is one of the major reasons what made me a LinkedIn unicorn. Wow, that's a beautiful, beautiful phrase. And I mean, you've got quite a track record. And, and here in the Ronnie Lever show, it's all about taking incredible personalities from the worlds of business, sports and entertainment, and also showing their journey, showing what got them to where they are at, also what obstacles there were to give some inspiration to those who are still on their way. And I mean, we are always on our way, aren't we, in a way? And yes. so um, one of the things that, I, that got me curious, on, and I was researching, of course, a lot about you, on your LinkedIn profile, you describe yourself as, I'm a mix of Morpheus, Pocahontas, and a pulsating ball of lightning. What does that mean? <laughs> Very good question. So last year I went on a sabbatical to really deep dive and to figure out who am I? During my first sabbatical a few years ago, I realized that I am not my mind, which means I am not the continuous conversations, you know, that, that inner voice, that nagging something that is sitting on your shoulders. I'm not my voice or not my my mind, I'm not my thoughts, which was very, very helpful. And during the second sabbatical, which was more of a radical inner transformation, I also realized that I am not my emotions and I am not my stories. And for me, a story is I'm German, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a woman. These are all stories that the ego comes up with that we then use as a pillar for our self-identity. And we all need that. I mean, it would be crazy to walk around as a human 3D reality without having somewhat of a self-identity. And the problem appears when we take ourselves too seriously. So during the second sabbatical, I just let go of everything. And I realized that 
What helps me the most is to see us human beings as a beautiful bouquet of flowers. And we have all of these different, let's say, aspects of ourselves, parts of ourselves or archetypes in us. And nothing of that is bad or good or better. It's like not about comparison. But I realize that I definitely have an archetype which is very developed in me, which I would describe as Morpheus, in the sense that I help people to see clearly through the veil of illusions. I asked them, do you want the, the blue pill and stay happy in your conditioned thoughts and belief patterns? Or do you take the red pill and we go down the rabbit hole and figure out what is really true for you? So this is the Morpheus aspect. Pocahontas is the always traveling nomad. For me, life is all about traveling, exploring. And this doesn't mean that I have to travel all around the world. I do feel that you can also travel within yourself through a meditation or through a beautiful dance or through singing a song. This is what really fulfills me. And the last part, this pulsating ball of energy or thunder and lightning is one of my key characteristics. I, I am regularly described as the vital or somebody who's very natural, somebody who's inspiring people and a lot of my friends or clients, they just sent me messages like, oh, I need a dose of Natalia. I'm like, who am I, a drug? Like, what is this all about? So I am a powerhouse. And I feel that these three descriptions, well, they are the best way of how I can currently describe who I am as a human being and how I add value to the world. Oh, that's awesome. So more for us from, from the Matrix movie, so to say. And... Yes. And you're so powerful that even um, your your um, what is it the the bracelet that you got it's 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 making some noise in a way in, uh, with the microphone. I, I don't know maybe maybe you can, you want to put it on the table for now or something. Is it that? Yeah, let me let me get rid of that and see if it's that one or it might be also the earring. Oh, maybe it's that. You, you're so wow. You're, it's it's a lot of energy. So <laughs> let's dive a bit into your into your um, into your background. Because I also know that you actually just came back and you mentioned it from an ego smashing sabbatical. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into that. And that sounds already fascinating. But your journey, how you got there is, is also to me something very incredible. I, I, I read about it when I was preparing and I, I got fascinated and even more fascinated. So tell us, how did it start? Because I read you studied in Hanover in Germany. And after your studies, you went to the Middle East as a library officer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So as you said, I'm originally from Hanover, Germany. And at the age of 23, I got the opportunity to live and work in the United Arab Emirates. And I thought that this is an incredible opportunity. And hell yes, I should take that. So as you said, I worked as a librarian, a library officer for three and a half years, and then realized, you know what, working for the government is beautiful. And It's just not for me, especially not in this phase of my life. It was beautiful, all the security and all of that. But I felt a little bit highly energetic and competitive. And I thought how I want to explore how working in the private sector feels like. So I changed from a rather smaller city, Alain, in the Emirate of Abu Dhabi, to Dubai, the city and the Emirate. And over there, I worked in private economy for two and a half years as a marketing manager. And I reached quite a few goals that I always dreamt of. Like my team and I, we were on the cover of the leading industry magazines, you know, logistics and supply chain. I was one of the only women or like a 
wow, a blonde young woman on the cover of a magazine with her team <gasps> in a male-dominated industry. I mean, we won excellence awards. I was traveling. It was fantastic. And I had ticked all the boxes on paper, but I felt super empty. So the big 30 was on the horizon. And I realized, you know what? Mm -mm, I need a break because this doesn't make sense. So this was when I gifted myself with my first sabbatical. And during that first sabbatical, I understood concepts like mindset, like belief system, like meditation, NLP, the power of words, the power of affirmations, the power of manifestation. And then once this was done, I started my blog. I worked a little bit as a freelancer, discovered that I'm really good at social media, communication, personal branding, public speaking, LinkedIn, added that on top. From freelancer, evolved into an entrepreneur, hired people, and then built an international brand with a focus on personal branding or social selling, content marketing on LinkedIn, did that for seven years, won, I don't know how many awards, got so many, again, honors and was featured here, there, left, right and center, spoke on international stages for the world's top brands. I mean, even LinkedIn hired me to become a LinkedIn learning author. As you said, Forbes, Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, they all knocked at my door and I thought, yeah, yeah, I'm on top of the world. And then guess what? I sat down at the end of what was it, 2021, and I thought, it's just not fulfilling. I thank you so much for all of these experiences, but it's still, I still don't feel as if this is what my life is all about. And this is when I went into the second sabbatical. And in the second sabbatical, I realized that in my first sabbatical, I did the basics. But the second one was really about deep diving and doing the inner work, which is zero fancy. It's very painful. I worked with shamans, with therapists, with healers. I stepped into concepts like trauma work, inner child work, shadow work, EMDR. I, I did everything to let go of of deeply rooted patterns in my subconsciousness, which were rooted in childhood and had a negative impact on how I perceive reality, how I live, the people that I allow into my life. And I literally promised myself to let go of every inch or drop of self-doubt, self-criticism, self-hatred, denial, self-sabotage until I finally love and accept and respect myself. And at the end of it, I feel arrived or, or the person that I am right now is much more self-integrated, much more honest, much more childlike, kinder, nicer, funnier, and definitely more feminine. Because I feel that in the past, I neglected the female aspect in me. I I did a lot of things the male way, if I want to phrase it this way, or the yang way. And that was all good. And I, I think this was one of the major puzzle pieces that I was missing. I never had the courage to, to figure out what kind of woman I want to be on this planet. So this is the, the short story of it. The short story. Wow. So th <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's already really, really cool. Um, you, you touched several things that I want to dive into. First of all, 
when you mentioned that you were achieving a lot on the outside, like mm -hmm. for many other people looking at you, they were like, oh my God, she's incredibly successful. She's got it all. She has a dream life. Mm -hmm. And on the outside, it was. Mm -hmm. And if I heard you correctly, you knew that there was something missing. Mm -hmm. And and you, you kept searching for that. And oftentimes, it, uh, I learned from one of my mentors that in life, you're going to master two things. One of them is the science of achievement. Mm -hmm. The science of achievement. Like, how do you achieve your goals? How do you reach your goals? How do you get somewhere? And it's a science because it's usually, you can you know you need to do this, this, and this in order to get there. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to bake something beautiful or you want to bake a cake and you know, all right, if I want to bake that cake, I'm going to get the recipe. I'm going to follow the recipe. And that is the result. It's the cake. Wow. Yep. Cool. And it works every time. Yeah. And, but the second thing you need to master is the art of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And fulfillment is not a science. It's an art because mm -hmm. it's different for everybody. Yeah. And you can be incredibly successful or incredibly achieved in your mm -hmm. life, but not fulfilled. And, sure. and so uh, that's, that's a, I, I want also our audience to get that because that's an in, invaluable distinction to hear it from somebody who has, when you, for many people, got it all. But hey, there was something missing. How did you get to that realization that, that actually that you need to look for something else to be fulfilled? And how did you then achieve it? Mm -hmm. I feel that life or the universe or source or god or allah however you call this instance loves us and accepts and respects us as we are and wants us to grow at the same time wants us to become the best version of ourselves the highest potential expressed in its unique gorgeous juicy phenomenal way and uh, i feel also that when we're not getting the memo or the other way around, we have the opportunity to grow and to become one step better every day. And when we are not listening, when we're too much in hustle and grind or doing achieving mode, we're not getting the subtle messages. And then again, let's say life or the universe is like, ah, that human is not listening. Let me increase the volume. And when you're still not listening or still not seeing it, it increases the volume once again. And it does that every day as an invitation in a subtle way and then louder, louder, louder. Eventually, it comes with a baseball bat and just smacks you in your face. And not from a place of evil, but from a place of, oh, come on, like you can't do this. Like seriously, that's not in alignment with your highest self. So I... I always heard these messages, but I ignored them. And I think it was Tony Robbins who said something along the lines of, and I hope I don't butcher it, the people only change when the pain of staying the same is bigger than the pain of change. So in other words, change is pain, and we don't like it, but we have to do it. But if the status quo is ridiculously painful, if this pain is bigger than the unknown that I have to step into, this is when people change. So for me, the pain of the status quo was so ridiculous. The emotional pain, the, the suffering, the meaninglessness, 
the addictions that I was going through. I had a sugar addiction. I had an addiction to success. I had an addiction to performance. I had a sales addiction. Like, whoa, another sales record. Da, 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 da. I feel, I know by now that these are just coping mechanisms for unresolved issues of I don't feel safe, I don't feel seen, I don't feel loved. So this pain and seeing this terrible reality of I could be there, but instead of this, I'm, I mean, I could live a life paradise-like. I could sing and dance and be happy and express myself and have more time to, 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 to be creative and with my friends. But no, I decide to sit and work and achieve this and da-da-da-da-da. That was so, 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 so painful that I said at a certain stage, I, I swear to everything that is sacred, I can't stand one more minute. Otherwise, somebody will get hurt. And I, I mean this in a 100% sincere way. Not that I want to hurt anybody, but I just can't do it anymore. I think I was on the border of freaking out or going insane or however you want to call it. Well, and then once that decision was made, I asked for help because why would I do that on my own? I got myself three mentors, uh, all in different areas of life and eight months of time and slowly but surely worked through all of my insecurities, fears, traumas, ego issues, dreams, desires, wishes. And along the way, I also met other mentors and coaches and shamans and whatever so I 100% dedicated all of my time, life force, energy to my self-integration, my healing, my personal development, however you want to call it. So for eight months, this was the primary focus. Everything else did not matter. Wow, that's beautiful. Also, what you were saying about that the pain of staying where you are needs to be bigger than the pain of change. And and and. Tony Robbins actually also always says, like, if you do not have that yet, like if you if being where you are is painful, but you don't feel enough pain yet to change, you need to increase your leverage. You really need to turn up the heat, so yeah. to say. And, and I want to point a different aspect of that, because, I mean, people oftentimes look at somebody who is incredibly successful and think like, wow, they just... They just had it in them or they are just different or they're just whatever it is. And But what oftentimes people do not realize that there were also for you as for everybody else, many different obstacles and setbacks. And, and I, I read about you that you said you failed yourself up to the person who you are today. Yes. Tell us about that. Tell us about some, some setbacks and how do you deal with those, with the obstacles in your way? I just recently understood on a super deep level that there is no failure when you have the right perspective on life. So for me, life is an adventure. It's a gift. It's a journey. It's a mystery. It's mystery. So it is a, a social experiment. And I mean, I studied social science. I have a PhD. So what I've learned is that you know, you have this hypothesis or this idea, you want to test it, and you have a desired outcome. So you say, okay, test number one, boom. Ah, well, that's not the outcome that I wanted. So what variable do I have to change? Okay, well, this one. Oh, let me try this one. Bam, mm, still not the desired outcome. Okay, but then I know these two don't work. 
well, then let me change this and see. So it's literally a testing, a beta testing, a split testing until you have the desired outcome. So when you look at life from this angle, there's no failure. There's just undesired results or things you have learned about yourself or how it does not work. And when you live from a place of not being afraid of failure, which means not being afraid, what's the opposite of fear? Love. Oh, when you work from an energy of love, from a mindset of love, you turn into a magnet in the sense that you become attractive in the sense that you allow the universe to serve you and give you opportunities. And you're open to doors that are opened because when you are in fear, you make yourself small and you, that was at least true for me. I was subconsciously waiting for somebody or something to hurt me or to do harm to me because that was a terrible subconscious loop that was playing all the time. So I was self-sabotaging myself. Once this is out, I look for opportunities. I see opportunities everywhere. And getting there took me um, most probably 14 years or, I don't know, the last 35 plus years to, to really remember that. So see life as an experiment. There is no failure. And also important because you mentioned the word success a couple of times. What on earth does success mean to you? Because your success is not my success. And for me, to be brutally honest, if you have all the money in the world, if you can buy anything, if you feel that you have it all, but you are not healthy, but you are not in a loving relationship, but you don't have at least one to three people that you absolutely love and they love you, with all my respect, you're not successful. You are stuck in a materialistic, ego-driven perception of reality and what it means to be successful, which is zero fulfilling for your soul. And your soul is going to cry and scream and knock at your door. And this is again where you come to this, to this loop that we talked about, or this, let's say, feedback loop of the universe and the invitations every day to grow up and to mature and get out of this craziness of a rabbit hole and comparison and Ooh, look at me, I have the bigger car, I have the more expensive shoes, I have been featured 10 times in Forbes, Ooh, and uh, I've been better, better than that. And I, I, me 11 times, not 12 and so on, yeah. Exactly, so, yeah, but, but, it's insanity, it never ends. So basically it's, it's, it's the ultimate failure, uh, so, yeah. to, so to say. And what I love about what you're sharing with us here today is that on the one hand, to see your vulnerability, your openness, to see how you have processed those things for yourself. And also with every layer that you unravel of yourself, it's like when you take the layers of an onion, you yeah. get deeper to the core. And yeah. it seems like you have taken off quite some layers of yourself. And when you start a journey, then oftentimes you look at somebody who's already there, who's already achieved something as... And I mentioned this before in a way that as, as if they are different or they are they are somewhere. Um, oh my God! They they have I don't know whatever they drank or I'm I'm gonna have what they are having or, or you you know you name it yeah 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 yeah. But yeah, then yeah. when you actually get there, you realize that there is no difference at all. 
they are just having the same problems or the same issues. They are, they are just, they're the same human beings. Yeah. They just have achieved maybe something else, but they're still, they're dealing with the same issues. Yes. Did you have yeah. some, some similar um, revelations like that as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what I also just recently deeply understood is that whenever we put somebody on a pedestal, we give away our own power and we project our own greatness onto somebody. Like with all my respect, when I heard about Tony Robbins for the first time, my jaw dropped. I almost went into a freeze mode and I just thought, who is he? He is just, he's an alien in the most powerful way. His <laughs> vitality and his energy, I was so in awe. I was, I was, it, it was a mind blowing, almost spiritual moment because I thought, how can a human being be so aligned and so powerful and uh, and I gave away all of my power and I uh, was like oh yeah, Tony oh I've got <laughs> I still think he's a genius and he's fascinating and uh, I energetically asked for permission to get my my projections back and to uh, kind of um, how can I say that integrate that into myself Tony still love you. And now I owe that own power and I have my own vitality. So this is quite interesting because we project onto people not only in a negative way. So uh, she's fat, he's stupid, uh, they're rich, or blah, but we also project positive aspects. And I think both of it is something which is in us and we're allowed to integrate it. So that's one aspect. And another aspect is I feel that life is a school for our soul and we're here to learn certain things and every soul is born with a different set of challenges based on specific learning curves or experiences they want to make. So you will have chosen different challenges or obstacles that I will have chosen and that's totally fine. That is important and then a last thought in this context you need to stop comparing who is suffering more, who has it easier, who has it harder, because that comparison does not add value. It's a waste of energy and time, and it creates more pain and suffering. We already have enough of that. So this is also not a competition. This is not the, uh, the Olympics of suffering. It's like, ah, oh, my life is so terrible. Oh, no, my life is even worse. That doesn't bring <laughs> constructive results. Like, sure, everybody can have a bad day or a bad hour or a bad five minutes. And that's what makes us human. But everything else, which extends and which doesn't lead to change, I feel is, again, giving away our power and has the energy of, of victimizing ourselves and self-sabotaging ourselves. And this is, this is when it gets really meh painful and annoying i hear you and it's <laughs> that's that's quite fascinating because oftentimes i mean um if you're not conscious about that and you tend to complain and then who are the people that you complain to other complainers and they're like oh no it's even worse well but you, you got to listen to my story my like mm -hmm. mine is, and then you they're trying to top themselves and whose story of complaining is is the most incredible complainment and that's not something that you want to achieve. <laughs> yes, Absolutely, I agree. 
I agree. The Olympics of blaming and suffering. Well, you do you want the medal? Wait, let me get a statue for you. Suffered the most. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations. Do you feel better now? Wait until you <laughs> hear my story. Exactly. <laughs> So, okay, talking about stories, yeah, and, and I mean, uh, also to, to learn, like you said, life is, a, is also a learning journey, and also to learn from you today, because you also mentioned personal branding. Mm -hmm. You're an expert in personal branding, and I mean, if you, if you look at your LinkedIn profile, or uh, if somebody looks at your LinkedIn profile, and we're, gonna, we're going to get into that a little bit later, um, you have more than 114,000 followers, you're really... You built your brand in a way. And, and so what's the secret of building the brand? Because sometimes people think, well, that just happened to you. But it, it doesn't happen. There is there's a method to the success, isn't there? And, and what is it? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel it really starts with understanding who you are. So for me, when I work with my clients, I really dig deep and I give them so many questions to ponder on. And it's, it's literally contemplations. It's almost philosophical in the sense of what do you feel is your purpose? What makes, what deeply fulfills you? What do you want to stand for? What are your values? How, if I had to represent you in one word, what would that word be? What are your favorite colors? Why do you feel drawn to them? How do you want to be perceived? What kind of feelings or emotions do you want to associate your brand with? Not from a level of manipulation, but from a level of or energy of inspiration. So the more clarity you have about yourself, what makes you unique, what makes you stand out. When you've done the homework, which is a little bit of a journey, then everything else will become so much easier. So we need to have the fundamentals. Okay, we know that then we need to understand who is your target audience because you are not... Just a second, Natalia, to, to, yep. just to clarify. When you're saying mm -hmm. coming from a point of inspiration, does mm -hmm. that mean that you come from a point of service instead of just looking at yourself, but actually how can you serve others? Is that correct? Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's, it's really not about look at me, 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 but it is how can I be of service to the world? Because I do believe that I mean, there are studies which prove that, that if you want to live a long life, a long happy life, a long healthy life, people who dedicate themselves to their art to help others, they seem to live longer and they seem to be happier. And you don't need to be a believer or you don't need to belong to a certain church to understand that this is true because there are studies about that. And so this is very, very crucial that... You don't look at yourself from the ego perspective of I'm the world's greatest. Yes, you are. And like how, how for others? Like what, what is it that, that, that you can offer me? And this is in the second step. Whom, to whom are you offering that gift? Because everybody offers something different. I mean, some people might be great painters. Some people might be great translators. Some people might be incredible at managing people. Some people might be great at telling stories. But not everybody needs, for example, an artist. Not everybody needs a Spanish translator. Not everybody needs... Mm. So who's your ideal target audience? I know now it gets very technical, but I feel that we need to, or we're allowed to look at these questions because in the end, personal branding, is nothing else than communication. 
And when you don't know whom you're communicating to, when your communication isn't sharp or on point, you, you, people don't connect with you. I mean, to give you a metaphor, you would speak differently to a group of 25-year-olds than you would speak to a group of 60-year-olds. And most probably you would speak different to a whole group of women than you would talk to a group of men. And you would give different examples when you talk to engineers than you would talk to teachers. Because that's at least my understanding of communication. Communication is symbolism. And it's there to help us decode the complexity of life. And it's all about connection and having a good time here on earth. So if I can tell you who I am, how I can help you, show you that I understand you, use examples out of your world, listen to what you have to say, and then create content, tell stories, build relationships, and give more, and give, 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 give. Not with the um, expectation of, oh, now I posted three times, or I've been to five networking events, or I delivered a speech here and there, now everybody has to pay me, and actually I'm, again, a gift to the world. Yes, you are. And how do you contribute? So I feel that this is a, a formula that didn't only work for me, but also my clients. So doing the inner work, then understanding whom you're communicating with and how you add value to them. Then go and tell your stories, create content, do that online, offline, work on your network. And then uh, maybe also when you're already at that stage, also work on your public relations. I mean, deliver speeches, be on podcasts, uh, write articles for fancy magazines. So it takes time, it takes patience, it takes love, and it takes energy. Beautiful, beautiful, and beautiful metaphor. And, and I, I just thought about a different metaphor. Like, think about in, in a private aspect. Think about if you're single, for example, and, and you want to attract a significant other into your life. Oftentimes, we, we actually start with, well, okay, I want to have this, 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 like, like the lunch menu list in a way, yeah? yeah but you're not exactly. starting with, well, what can I offer to that person? Or who do I yes. need to be in order to attract this person into my life? So what yes. is it actually that I stand for? And then, okay, who do I want to serve? Who is that person that I want to attract into my life? And, and even this is something that many people are actually never paying attention to. And then they just find themselves in a date. And 15 years later, they wake up and they're like, how did I get into this? Yes, sure. So I mean, I feel, I mean, we talk about the job market and we talk about the marriage market and what is the market it's about demand and supply i mean again sounds maybe very unromantic and it's just a small aspect but i feel that human beings it's all about relationships it's about reciprocity and it's again not like i give you this to give me this but it is about adding value to each other and especially nowadays when you can truly listen and serve and again, here, from a level of wholeness, like you don't turn into a people pleaser or you, you overdo it. So make sure that you are, you have your energy, you have your time, you fill your own love tank or your energy tank, and then give as much as you feel is good for you, healthy for you, with no expectations, and do that from an aligned energy with clear communication 
and you will attract the right people. I would even say you don't need to place ads, depending on how much you want to grow and scale and whatever. Beautiful. And, uh, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you with what you're saying. So I want to shift gears a little bit because we talked about social media. Like you mm -hmm. first started with social media in general, posting on mm -hmm. Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. And, and like, what does social media mean to you? And why did you then choose LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. Social media to me is... And it's okay. Social media is an aspect of the internet. Okay. We have the world wide web. So we are all interconnected through technology and social media is one aspect of it. It's about social networks. So it's about connections. It's about meeting and interacting with other human beings. And I feel it's an incredible tool that gives us so many opportunities to meet beautiful individuals and companies and brands from all over the world. So I see it as, I think it was a friend of mine who said this once, a 24-7, seven days a week online networking catch-up meet-up place. And you choose when you pop in and you choose when you go And I feel that the same rules as in everyday life at a networking event or catch up apply. And I feel that a lot of people forget that, uh, which then leads to funny reactions online. So this is how I perceive and see social media. And I decided to use LinkedIn as my primary tool because I, I started with Instagram and Facebook because in the Middle East, which is quite interesting, people don't ask you, at least in the private context, they don't ask you, what's your business card, what's your WhatsApp number or whatever. They're like, what's your Insta handle? I was like, ew, I better get an Insta handle. What, that is? what is an Insta handle? Okay, oh, oh it's an Instagram account. Okay, let's do Instagram. And Instagram and Facebook was kind of the same, so I started on these two platforms. And um, I also, that was the time when I, published my blog, thinkintalia.com. So I've learned back then, you know, the very humble beginnings of social media, digital marketing, that if you want to get people from your blog, like if you want people to read your blog, you need traffic to your blog. Traffic means visitors. And there are many different ways you could place ads. And I was like, hell no, I'm at the beginning of my career. Like, no, I don't have the money. Or you can, for example, also use social media. So... I decided to use Facebook and Instagram to guide people to my blog. And I did that for a couple of weeks, a month, and I realized nobody goes to my blog. Why? And I also realized that I got very weird comments under my posts. And I got very bizarre. And sometimes On your blog or on Facebook and Instagram? On Facebook and Instagram. Um, very partially disgusting and gross messages and pictures. And I thought... This is ridiculous. I mean, I, <laughs> I show pictures of my face and I write about the meaning of life or personal branding and people are hitting on me and treat me disrespectful. I need another platform. So what other platforms were there? So there was Twitter, 
and I realized, oh, Twitter, I was so scared of Twitter. And Twitter just had so little space back then. I was like, no, that's not for me. Twitter felt more like a tool for scientists or people in news or media. Then there was YouTube. And I realized YouTube, ooh, I need to do videos. Back then, I was so nervous, Ronnie. I couldn't talk or, or move in front of a camera. I was like, no, 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 this is not happening. So the only last option that I found there was LinkedIn. And I knew that people on LinkedIn, they are there to learn and to do business. And I thought, well, my blog is not about, look at me, I'm so pretty. My blog was really about life and uh, traveling and, and, and experiences that help us grow. So I thought, you know what, let me try LinkedIn. And well, the rest is history. Wow. So... Uh one thing that you also also mentioned before is the aspect of social selling. So mm -hmm. how do you use, in spe specifically now LinkedIn, how do you use it most effectively to grow your business and to sell your services? Because it's not just about uh, posting every day, hey, buy me, buy me, buy me. That's, that's not how it works. So uh, how does it work? I mean, a lot of people, they don't like the word social selling and they get a little bit irritated. I feel... Let's ignore the word. What is it all about? Sales or getting new customers? I feel it's about relationship building. And how do you build a relationship? Well, a lot of people never learned that or forgot the art of building a relationship. And especially when it then comes to online, they, they feel even more overwhelmed. So I feel that it doesn't matter if we talk offline or online. It's about... Being open, being human, being flawsome, full of flaws, but nevertheless awesome, and saying, hey, my name is Natalia. I want to talk about this and this. And uh, if you feel that's interesting, feel invited. So it's about really telling your stories and adding value. And there's so many ways how you can add value. You can add value online through making people think, making people laugh, inspiring people through beauty, through art, through teaching, through edutainment. And again, there we have to talk again, giving, 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 giving. And then you listen and you ask, what do you need more of? And you, based on the feedback from your community, you create even better content to help them. And then based on the comments and the direct messages you get, you create even better content. So you, through doing that, position yourself as an expert in your field. You give people enough aha bombs or truth bombs or insights that they can already apply and that they can work with in everyday life. And through that, you build a relationship, you build trust, you build credibility, you build a network, you build a followership, you build relationships. And when you do that, on a regular basis, then you can say, by the way, if you want more, I'm also open to do business. If you want to work with me, send me a direct message or comment under this post. And then you start talking to that person and you ask them a few questions and then you suggest to get on a phone and then you have an honest conversation and then you see yes or no, is the potential to work together. The challenge that I see is the, the, the example might be a little bit vulgar, but I feel that it, it beautifully uh, describes the insanity of how people uh, act online. 
So for me, building relationships is like getting to know somebody. You said you're at the bar or you're at this networking event or you are somewhere at the yoga class and there's this person that you find really cute. So you go there, you introduce yourself, you shake hands, maybe you give them a compliment and then you talk about certain things and then maybe you catch up for coffee and then maybe you catch up for dinner and maybe you go skydiving together or maybe you do whatever, right? Slowly. And then eventually you talk about what are your values and how do you want to live life? And if it works, well, then you start a relationship and then you realize maybe you get married. So it's a process. Now, the way how a lot of people act online is same situation. You're at this yoga class or at the club or whatever, and you see this nice person. And instead of doing everything that I just said over the last 45 seconds, they go to that person and they say, do you want to tonight? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, who are you? Uh, what do you want from me? Um, this might work uh, in 0.3%. And if you are a person who's training to be rejected, kudos. But life doesn't need to be so hard. <laughs> so start building the relationship first. And don't tell people, buy my stuff. Look at me. Here, you want to buy my stuff? This is my flyer. Well, this is sale. Who are you? What do you want from me? Why are you so loud? Why are you so annoying? So keep that metaphor with uh, getting to know people and how to build a relationship first before you ask for the big catch. That might be very, very helpful. <laughs> That's a beautiful metaphor. Like, I mean, our time is running here. I, I want to still get into the ego smashing sabbatical and mm -hmm. rebranding. Like when you were gone now, you told us uh, you were in Bali and you discovered incredible things or not in Bali, but... Uh, what did you learn about yourself in your second sabbatical? And also, how has your environment reacted to that? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I learned so many different things. I am in the process of publishing my new book. Uh, I wrote my first book three years ago, which was about personal branding on LinkedIn. The new book is coming out soon. So it's about 25 specific stories that taught me something. I mean, um, it's really about... What does success mean to me? Life should be full of ease. What kind of woman do I want to be? The impact of trauma on the perception of reality. I've learned about vitality. I've strengthened my relationship to the universe. I, again, worked on so many limiting beliefs. And I feel that a different environment can help you get out of your standard patterns. So I was traveling all over the world, not all over the world, but I was in Zanzibar, I was in Germany, I was in Austria last year, I was in Bali, I was in, in Thailand. And I feel that other cultures or other countries invite you to look at things from a totally different angle. And again, you don't need to travel to get this learning experience. So ideally, you have a mix of both. You travel on the inside and tell the universe, hey, I want to learn anywhere. So you can literally, once you make the decision, I learn from every situation in life. You can also do that. And every now and then travel a little bit and also allow the energy of a specific city or island to help you grow even further or to push. Yeah. Beautiful. It's beautiful to hear that you are also in Austria, where I am at and from. So it's, it's uh, very, very nice. Where <laughs> can somebody who has gotten inspired by you, where can they find you? I mean, obviously, uh, LinkedIn. 
Exactly. Obviously on LinkedIn or on Instagram, and it's both times the same handle at Dr. Natalia Vihovsky, Dr. D R Natalia N A T A L I A, and Vihovsky W I E C H O W S K I. Oh, beautiful! Very, very nice. Uh, one final thought. Um, any final thought that you want to share with our audience? Like a learning 45, how to 45 seconds thought. Yes. So I feel that self-love, self-integration will make your life so much easier. Once you understand, once you can fully give to yourself the love and the attention and the care and the respect and the acceptance that you are capable of receiving, once you do the inner work, once it's like click, trust me, your whole reality is going to change and you will be able to be so much more compassionate and loving and caring towards other people and the universe will mirror that back with abundance, health and vitality. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for all the inspiration that you have given to our audience. Once again, kudos to you, Natalia Vihovsky. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for sticking with us until the end. To make this content even more valuable for you, please leave a comment below and share your thoughts and also share this video with somebody you care about who absolutely needs to see this. Thank you very much. Have an outstanding day and see you next time.